0: Hey, 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 it's a Steve Maraboli podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. How are you all doing? Thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you for writing in. I can't believe, you, after not doing podcasts for so long, um, just having the amount of thousands upon thousands of people listening and sharing, it's really tremendous. I'm really grateful uh, for all of you, and, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Steph, what's going on?
1: Hi everyone, it's good to be back.
0: <laughs> did, you, did you say did you say that you have snow?
1: Oh 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 don't get me started. I looked out the window and it was snowing. Oh, no. Like what where am I? You,
0: the the beauty of Utah. So enjoy that. I Here know. on Long Island, it's a beautiful sunny day. Uh it's quiet as usual. Um, because of of the current social distancing and essential non-essential you know uh qualifyings. but um uh hopefully we're seeing we're seeing a, a, an increase of of people getting better uh, overcoming a decrease already tragic and 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 painful loss of so many lives but we're seeing a decrease so so that's something good uh and as we turn towards a healthier new version of of what we'll eventually call the normal but a new version a new trajectory Steph, has been set in place for for the human race as this, this isn't individual to New York nor to Utah nor to California nor to the United States but it's something universal uh, a, a trajectory into a new normal um, and so uh, shout out to everyone who's participating shout out to everyone who's Sitting at home, uh, it it turns out that that was a tremendous thing for the people who who did stay home and, and, and did ride it out and and are continuing to do so. That's that's really single handedly what's what's helping the most is that the the. First responders, the doctors, the nurses, the first responders are able to tend to the tremendous number of people who are getting it. And our role, uh, folks like me, folks like you, has been to just stay out of the way and stay uh, away from other people to to decrease the numbers of, of new cases. So it seems like we're doing our job. The heroes are doing their job and we have great days ahead of us into this new trajectory of the new normal. Uh, uh, Steph, it's, it's something that's uh, beautiful to see. I appreciate you taking the time to do the podcast with me again. I really like when you're on. It's so much easier than me just turning on a mic <laughs> and, and talking. Uh, you have a great feel for our audience and for the posts that you're putting up. So I really appreciate that. And again, thank you, everybody. Steph, what are we
1: doing this week? Okay, thank you for saying that. Okay, so uh, you you wrote um you wrote something that was really beautiful. It really uh, re- resonated with a lot of people. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, uh, a lot of people, you know, they're they're trying to find hope in this, and they're looking for positivity and the light at the end of the tunnel. So, you wrote about the resiliency of the human spirit, and and I would love for you to do you know which quote I'm
0: talking about? Uh, absolutely not.
1: Okay, all right. So
0: <laughs> I've I've written about the resiliency of the human spirit, you know, over the past twenty years, a, a bunch of different ways. So I don't know which quote you're talking about, um, but you know, the resiliency of the human spirit is the resiliency of all of us. It's it's history. It's well documented. For mm-hmm. me, it's it's um, it's it's always really important that we remember the the key factor that every time we thought this was the end of us. We were wrong. Every single time I thought, man, this is it, it doesn't get worse than this. Um, and, and every time I thought, I'm not going to get past this. How do I, I was wrong. You get past it, you get stronger. And sometimes it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it doesn't tr- turn you towards a new trajectory of a new version of you. Um, but, but the, the resiliency of the human spirit to recover and flourish um over devastating adversity has has been well documented and and no matter how overwhelming the loss or destructiveness of the setback uh, we rise every single time no matter how grueling this is it, it's no different this will be no different we will get through this and we will rise and and that for me is 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 what gets me through sometimes, Steph. Sometimes it's not people. I know you get this a lot, so because I do, so you you must get this in the messages a lot, where people say, "How do you always stay so positive?" And, mm-hmm. and the 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 key is, I don't. Yeah. I allow myself to feel, and I don't. I don't know if I stay positive. I, I wouldn't consider myself a positive person. I know most people would be shocked to hear that, but no, <laughs> I I don't consider myself a positive person. I consider myself a realist. I'm definitely not a negative person, but um, I I don't consider myself a positive person. I see it for what it is. This sucks, but we'll get through it. Why? Because every single time something has sucked, we've gotten through it. Every Mm -hmm. single time we've come back better. Every single time, like going to a gym, you know, you work out, you're sore as hell, you're sore as hell. You (laughs) do it again, you're sore as hell, you're sore as hell. But at some point someone's like, hey, you've been hitting the gym. You look great ta-da like (laughs) even through the suffering you came back now this is a lot more more devastating than just going to a gym this is a lot more devastating people are losing lives within my own circle and i keep a tight circle within my own circle there are people who've been sick people who have passed uh, my brothers and sisters who serve (laughs) so many in numbers thousands have have been stricken with this and 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 have died um so this is a, a exponentially worse than than the analogy of going to the gym but the outcome is the same the outcome is we will rise from this we will rise from this together a new respect for each other maybe maybe a new respect for personal space a new respect for people's uh, uh, desire to be um, uh, isolated a new respect for social distancing i don't know what it's going to cause a, a, a new respect for for time together uh, maybe when this is done and people come out of their homes, they'll be so sick of staring at their phones and, and that <laughs> kind of stuff that they will actually engage in conversations with each other. Uh, maybe that's the case. Maybe there will be more parks that are filled. There will be more, more, uh, beaches that are filled. Maybe it'll be that. And, and the, to get into this, maybe you will for health reasons, minimize your circle. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you won't be. Uh, have such a large circle of people around you that, that some you're indifferent to, some you're not even sure why they're there, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe the idea that every single person you come in contact with could be a risk. Maybe that that idea um, will help you uh, minimize and, and make, make your circle a little bit more efficient towards the life that you want. I don't know, Steph, but it'll be interesting to see. But thanks for bringing that up. Definitely the resiliency of the human spirit to recover and flourish over devastating adversity has been well-documented and this will be one of those things.
1: Yes. Great. I like that. How did you do you. with
0: the, the, um, I, I got a lot of messages with the ghost show. Did you see Can I tell you? so many people <laughs> were talking about the ghost stuff? I didn't, I thought it was an interesting topic. I'm, you know, I'm all for that type of stuff. Ghost, mm-hmm. aliens. Let's talk about. I love talking about bizarre stuff. I want to talk about. I want to talk about why you, why someone thinks we didn't land on the moon. Like, I want mm-hmm. tell me all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Even, even the people who are like, they're d- dead set uh, uh, for the idea that the Earth is flat. I'm like, oh <laughs> man, let me grab some popcorn. Tell me yeah. all about it. I want to hear yeah. this. I love when people are enthusiastic about something (laughs) i don't care what it is just be enthusiastic about it wow did i get a lot of messages so if i got a lot you must have got a ridiculous amount of messages
1: yeah i I just uh side note i love that aristotle quote that it, it, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it like that seems to be you that seems to be like your circle to watch these documentaries to I love that entertain style. these these um these theories without accepting it like it's interesting it's entertainment it's wow you believe that like why tell me why i i love that
0: but story. i find practicality in it so it's even it's even different than that for me in the sense that mm-hmm. i find practicality in those ideas so be, uh, it's i i don't reject it even though some of it is kind of silly but yeah but it's not the first thing. If you would have told you bring up Aristotle, if mm-hmm. if if, Ari, if you were standing next to Aristotle when he was alive and explained to him that an airplane would exist, he would have called you crazy. He wouldn't even. He would have said, like this is ridiculous. Look at the nonsense this woman speaking when you try to explain to him that an airplane would exist. So, um, he'd
1: be like a woman speaking,
0: <laughs> right, right. He would miss the whole airplane story. He'd be like, He'd be looking around like, who is this heathen addressing me? Uh, <laughs> that's a great point. How, how funny is that between the difference between men and women where that's something mm-hmm. that didn't even occur to me. It didn't even occur to me in addressing to you, Aristotle, if you were standing next to him. For me, the (laughs) issue was that you'd be trying to tell a a man of that era about (laughs) about about a flying machine and to you instantly like dude i wouldn't have even been able to I, tell him like that, i
1: wouldn't have been able to and i would have been burned for <laughs> suggesting that there was an airplane right
0: like, you spoke in public and then you did whatever you spoke <laughs> about whatever witchcraft you were speaking about like that's it's so crazy it didn't even occur to me wow that's so yeah. nuts um yeah that's a great point but yeah <laughs> for me i find these things remember when when we'd watch that uh, history show ancient aliens yes so that was (laughs) it it was so fascinating i learned so much about history (laughs) never mind the aliens Uh and they visited and all this stuff some of that was comical but i did learn a lot about history and Mm -hmm. i had a different view of i didn't leave that show thinking that aliens are this that and the other thing but i did realize like i i don't know what happened but what i thought happened didn't happen. And so mm-hmm. it, it, sometimes you don't end up with their premise, but you do end up with a new idea of what it might have been. So I'm always open oh, to right. that stuff. And, and of course, mm-hmm. entertaining, entertaining the idea without accepting it, I, probably because I don't even accept my own ideas. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like none of my ideas yeah. are in concrete.
1: Well yeah, I mean so you if, see in the the evolution of your books there. Yeah. So it's yeah.
0: It's, I so I don't even I don't even fight for my own ideas. I see what works, <laughs> what's practical, if there's something else that's that I learn um mm-hmm. that's more practical or that makes more sense or that is proven right, you know, then then um then i ad- adapt that. I add that to my mm-hmm. arsenal. So it's it's um it's yeah, I, I'm not I'm not stuck on my own stuff, so I don't mind entertaining other ideas uh, any more than, you know, I hope that people don't mind uh, entertaining mine. Yeah. So ghosts.
1: Oh, okay. So, okay. So (laughs) ghosts. So, we got, we actually got a lot of feedback about it, um, addressing your religious views. They wanted to know <laughs> if you're a Christian, what you believe in, if you believe in God. It was very uh, religious heavy, the, the feedback
0: from ghosts. I guess that makes sense, like afterlife stuff.
1: Well, yeah, because a lot of the majority of the answers were yes, angels, or yes, spirits, or yes, Holy Ghost. So, Isn't that
0: interesting? Like for religious stuff, like I guess thinking ghosts, I didn't put it with religion because it's, Mm -hmm. it's afterlife stuff, but like, do you like, isn't religion like what you do here? Because I I don't know. I know you were raised different than I was, but Mm -hmm. being raised Catholic. So we went to church every Sunday and you say your prayers, you know, you're, you our father who art in heaven and your hail Mary full of grace. You'd say your prayers. Uh, you go, you eat the body, drink the wine, say your prayers mm-hmm. every Sunday you're there. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yes. and if you're good, you go to heaven. Right. But mm-hmm. I never once heard that when in heaven, every Sunday I'm going to go a pl- place and say prayers, say our father, say hail Mary. It's like it, they, they don't ever mention that that's what you would be doing up there. So for me, the afterlife was never really synonymous with religion because because it, all the things that would make me Catholic here, it didn't seem like I would have to do it once there. <laughs> Does that sound crazy to you? Like, do you know what I
1: mean? It was definitely different from, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, it, it was, That's there was no.
1: So what was the afterlife? What What was the afterlife for you just? You're hanging out in the clouds, like what was the? Or was uh, yeah, that pretty not much. Something it's like heavens, and
0: the you know they they depict it as kind of being in the clouds. Um, yeah, it evolved. <laughs> it, it evolved. So it it was like literally on the clouds, and you know it's paradise, and you know it's timeless, harps. formless harps, <laughs> angels, uh, mm-hmm. all all the dead people that that were good enough to get up there, Um and it, and it was that. I think it's kind of evolved. When I was growing up. Uh, in Catholicism, um, you know, uh, priests and nuns were plentiful, you know, it was, it was mm-hmm. a, a, a big thing. So we, we learned it in like hell. They were like, or you go to hell. Like it was like a <laughs> thing. Um, I, I don't think yeah. it's like that now. Uh, I think they've huh. kind of loosened up on that. I don't think they right. talk about purgatory anymore. There was, you know, when I was growing up, there was purgatory. There was like a waiting list you know, like a waiting room, like if you weren't really that good, but you weren't really that bad, you know, we'll see, kind of, kind of just wait. And so you, wait, it's like pending approval <laughs> like, and you're just waiting. So um again, one of the beautiful things about being raised Catholic is that you can just be as serious as you want to be. You know, you can mm-hmm. be super devout and, or you could just show up every Sunday. Really, you could just show up you know, Christmas Eve, if you want, go to the Easter mm-hmm. mass, whatever it is, you know, Catholics are pretty, you don't ever actually read the Bible. You, you just read the book that they give you that takes the ep- excerpts out. And so, you know, and, and for whatever the the purpose of that mass is. So, um, f- I just didn't, I, I didn't apply it to when, when we talk about ghosts now, and I tell my ghost stories, I, I don't ever apply it to like, Oh, was it a Christian ghost? <laughs> or was it like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't connect the two. I connect the no. afterlife and sites of heaven mm-hmm. and hell, uh, mm-hmm. that I could see connecting to, you know, some, whatever your religion might be, but, mm-hmm. um, but in telling ghost stories and spirits like that, uh, you know, it doesn't, it seems like you, it's a more of a spiritual conversation than a religious one. So I didn't get mm-hmm. too many messages like that, but that. Uh, that is interesting. But I don't really talk about religious beliefs anymore. Like I used to, remember? Yeah. I used to yeah. because I would I would just, I have such a detached view of it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, again, we're talking ghost spirits, the afterlife. It's I have a simple way of looking at it. You know, uh, wherever I was, you know, a hundred years from now, I'll be wherever I was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I believe and where that is, everyone can argue about, um, I don't, I'm not going to argue cause I don't know. Uh, and my inclination is that you don't know either. You believe and I believe, but we don't yeah. know. Um, and so I think that's safe to say, okay, wherever I was is where I'll be. Um, but the, the rest of it, like, I don't, I have such a detached view because I think it's fun. You know, I think it's fun to talk about aliens. I think it's fun to talk about whether we landed on the moon. I I think (laughs) I think conspiracies or conspiracy theories are fun to talk about. Some people take it really seriously. And and when it comes to religion, I realized when I used to talk about it, like I'd be like, oh, isn't it interesting that this thing is this or isn't it interesting? And you know, I was raised Catholic. This Jesus story. Here's an identical story from a thousand years before. Here's an Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's like, wow, isn't that so cool? But people are hearing it. In a very offensive way. Yeah. And I don't mean it offensive. I'm like, mm-hmm. isn't that so cool? And they're like, oh, I want to kill Steve. And so, yeah. And so I literally lost friends over like religious conversations, not even an arguing, religious mm-hmm. conversations where they'll be like, oh, in the Noah's Ark flood. And I'll be like, oh, that's cool. That's the same story as XYZ from this book from, <laughs> you know, 700 years before. And they'll, they'll look at me yeah. like, how dare ye? where it's like, wait, I'm not, I didn't write, I didn't say it, like, it's
1: just just history, we're not allowed to talk
0: about history, like, and so I would, I would take that approach, and I realized that they don't hear me, and I, it's not important enough to me Mm -hmm. to argue with someone, and, and and I was in, in wanting to have that conversation, I was, I was kind of cutting out the beauty of what they believe in, you know, Mm. and, and for more for just, oh, isn't it interesting that this, but, but they're like, beauty, there's is almost, it's, it's a romanticizing, it's a poetry, it's a, it's a life belief. And I'm, I'm like, mine's more of an interest and I, it's, it was, it was mm-hmm. disrespectful on my part, even if unintentionally, uh, because it's, it, listen, if you believe that that tree is the reason that, that you're being kind, friendly and helping your fellow humans, mm-hmm. then why the heck would I be like, dude, that tree's not talking to you. It's a tree. Yeah why would I do that? And I I would have done that. Not so rude, but I would have done it that way. Is it where I would, I would say, isn't it true? Isn't it interesting how you think that tree is the reason and across the world, it's actually that rock and that rock in the tree. What you say, your tree says that rocks that they say their rock says the same thing, but like differently. And I think that's fascinating. They Steph do not think it's fascinating. And And so I stopped saying it and now I'd rather just tell me what else the tree says. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Let me enjoy and experience your relationship to to that, as opposed to chime in with my own views on this particular topic. Um, so it's it's really interesting, and, and and how my own views of God or afterlife has have evolved through from when I was that kid going to church every Sunday. So actually, Steph, mm-hmm. that's a pretty. We, we should do that for a show. Maybe the next show, but maybe we should put out um a poll that's a, you know one that says do you believe in god and then another that says has has your view of of who or what god is changed throughout the years i think that'll be an interesting poll and conversation to have it'd be interesting to see how people do those polls are pretty anonymous so so, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what percentage do you believe and what percentage have, have, uh, changed. Cause, cause I would be, I would say yes to, do you believe? And I would say yes to has the view of who or what changed, you know, where oh. mine has changed from more of a, you know, the, the Catholic God that I was raised with, who's, who's watching over me and their particular Fridays in which he does not want me to eat meat. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's that God yeah. who's a person who, who who I can talk to and, and, and ask him to please let my favorite sports team win. Mm-hmm. You know, that personal relationship <laughs> thing. And to the to the view I have now, which is a lot more universal, a lot bigger, it's 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 less personal and more more, you know, human guided as far as as, as those type of things. It's a it's a more of a uh, uh, an energy, an intentional energy than a specific person who, who, who wants me to pass a test. I didn't study for, <laughs> you know, mm. come on, God, let me pass this test today. I know I didn't study, <laughs> you know, that, that, that God has, has I've kind of erased that, uh, that idea and instead have, have have put toward more towards like the idea of a, of a universal kind of consciousness than anything else. But that's just me. Um, other people have gone the other way. So mm-hmm. again, n- I find it fascinating and beautiful, would love to have a a show about that. So that we we should probably do that uh, for that. But as far as the ghosts, uh, I think that's not the last ghost show we have because I got sent a bunch of cool ghost stories. And (laughs) and I love how we can meld it with not only spirituality, but with uh, psychology and experiential Mm -hmm. psychology and and uh, because they're experiencing it. I'm telling you. I, I got some, some flack from some of my scientist friends, but like, why are you entertaining this nonsense? <laughs> because I experienced it. It's not nonsense. Whether, whether what people think happened, whether you think that's nonsense, whether you think it's a person who's gliding, a uh, you know, a a pen across a table to send me a message or not, like whether you think that's nonsense or not, whatever, but, but it doesn't mean the pen didn't slide across the table. You know, so it's, it's the experience of it. I, I feel like I was being watched, whether that's mm-hmm. a spirit was watching me or not. I don't know. And, and we shouldn't argue it, but I did feel like I was being watched followed by that thing. So it it's, it's always great for a conversation. So I think we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have it again. And I, and it seems like, um, we had over what, 30,000 people listen to that episode so far. Right. So, yeah. so apparently they like it too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was super popular.
0: <laughs> what else we got going on, Steph?
1: All right. Well, we posted a we posted a question on on our on our social media. If your if your life was a book, what would the title be? And you wrote that's a terrible idea what time? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <Anyway. laughs>
0: my whole life story. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. What time? my whole life story.
1: Yeah, it was funny, but also it was funny, but also there it was really insightful the way that people their you know their mindset the way they see their lives. Like there were some funny ones, but there were some that were like, "Oh, you, well, you went through some stuff like that." Yeah, well,
0: you see, and and how they write it. So everyone's Mm -hmm. got an agreement with reality right? So right. how someone sees something is based on their agreement with reality. Your, your eyes don't see, your eyes validate what you already believe to be true. So you're just validating. I was, I was talking with my friend who said, you know, isn't it interesting how we learn this, that, and why can't we learn this, that, and the other thing, it's so blatantly obvious. And I said, it's not obvious because we don't really learn. We only cull things that validate, what we call learning mm-hmm. is really just validating. So we validate all day and the things that don't validate our premise, our agreement with reality, we kind of just let it go. So it's not that we're not learning it. It's just, it doesn't assist us in what we already know. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so it's interesting how people would answer that question because it tells you a lot about yourself. So for me, that's a terrible idea. What time? <laughs> I understand. Some people would say, you know, there's another one that we post the idea that like, I don't make a mistake, you know, once or twice. I like to do it five or six times just to be sure. That's yeah. that's my life because some people would say, why do you choose that? Why do you choose that? It's, it's, it's not that I even choose it. That's just who I am. I don't choose that any more than I choose that I'm not, you know, seven feet tall. It's who I am. It's how my decision process works. So, yeah, I do like to see. Some people like to s- see the mountain and they walk away. I see the mountain. I'm like, dude, let's do it. My feet hurt. Everything hurts. My back hurts. It's cold. I'm not dressed for it. I'm not equipped for it. What time are we going up there? That's just me. Oh that's God. that's uh, me. And it's it's it's. it's been painful at times where I'm like, dude, why? Sometimes I'm sitting there like, why do I do this? There's no reason. There's no reason why do I do this? Because I'm me. It's just how it is. And other times, it's most of the world. The things they benefit is from me having this this attitude about things. And mm-hmm. if it goes if it goes well, here's some quotes. And if I it beats me up and I'm scarred all over, here's some quotes. Mm-hmm. And so it it benefits. But you could tell a lot about a person by how they answer it. See if they have that mind. Mindset, to see if they have the uh, perseverance mindset. A lot of times, Steph, it's not, you know, our, it's not the size of our problems, right? It's, it's how we see ourselves. It's the size that we see ourselves. Our, our problems don't have to be big. If we see ourselves as small, everything mm-hmm. seems big. And so recognizing that about yourself and recognizing that about a person is a great way to influence and impact them, influence and impact yourself um by recognizing that you are that. For me, uh my audience is well adept of, of how I navigate through that. And uh, you know, for me, I I give myself as little times to engage in those scenarios as possible. So I don't give myself the opportunity to pick a fight I shouldn't be picking, to make a choice I shouldn't be making. Instead of testing my own willpower or if that'll be the op- that'll be the time that I make the healthier decision. I avoid it altogether. I avoid the option of having to make that decision. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> you know, that's what I learned about myself because I know how I am. If someone knows about themselves, hey, I have a really victim mindset. And so now I can know that since I have a victim mindset, everything I see is going to validate that. So maybe mm. I don't see the opportunities. Maybe I don't see um uh, the things to be grateful for because those things don't validate uh, you know, validate this, you know, we all know that person, that a person that wakes up in the morning and they, they, they take a shower, they get dressed, they go to work, you know, get in the car, go to work. Um, and then they get to work and, you know, the boss says, Hey, I need that thing on my desk by 11. And they're like, Oh man, this whole day sucks. What a worst (laughs) day ever, you know? And, and they might see that that way. Where someone else might be like, wow, you woke up, so many people didn't. Wow, you have a home, so many people don't. You have a nice cozy bed where you laying next to someone who loves you. Did you take a nice warm shower? Did you have a nice breakfast? Did you get a car? It started, you own it. Like All these blessings, a million, a, a million great things happened before you got to that office and you saw none of it. You know someone with a with a different attitude might see all of that, and they might shrug at the idea that the boss said, "I need this on my uh, desk by eleven you know where other people might have missed everything to be grateful for, and all they see is that the boss is like that so it it doesn't the the things that happen to us, the things that happen in life, the events uh, we don't we don't uh control them, but we do label them. We are the people who label those events. So uh, you just could tell so much about yourself. Are you a person who lives in in the truth or the circumstance of life? Some people live in the Mm -hmm. truth of life, which is like, you know, hey, I'm having a really tough time finding a healthy relationship. That's the truth. Some person might be in that same situation, but their mindset is 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 a circumstance mindset. And they'll say there are no good men out there or there are no good women out there. Now that's a different way of looking at it, but because the brain works the b- way it brain works. And again, your eyes don't see your eyes collect data and your brain tells you what you see based on your agreement with reality. So if your agreement with reality is I'm having trouble finding, uh, someone that's, that's compatible, then, then that's what you're going to see is, is you're going to see that trouble with, with compatibility and you're going to, you're going to reference, you know, previous people and that kind of stuff. And it will be challenging unless you're aware to that mindset. If you're living in that circumstance mindset where you're just saying, well, there's no good people out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Then,
0: then even, even if, if you ha- are in that situation, you can't see it. You, you won't <laughs> see it because your brain won't allow it. And I know I've been in that situation. I've been, you know, when, when you, in relationships and you get hurt, you get betrayed, you get, you know, smeared, you get this kind of stuff, you, you you can't help you're you're emotionally and spiritually bleeding right and if if you don't heal yourself if you don't recognize your perspective you don't recognize what that did to your perspective you will bleed on people who didn't cut you mm. And so you have to pay attention to that. I mean, you don't have to. You can spend the rest <laughs> of your life sabotaging everything. You don't have to, but it's helpful if you recognize that and stop, eventually stop bleeding on people who didn't cut you.
1: You seem like the you seem you seem like the type of guy. You seem like the, <laughs> You seem like the type of guy who you 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 learn from experiences, and if you read it in a book that says don't do this, you're gonna you're not gonna learn from it. You 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 learn from. I think I
0: am. I, I am experienced. I think that's why I'm I'm yeah. good at what I do for analyzing experiential thought process, because that mm-hmm. is me. And I think it clicks after I've read it. I, I've read it. I've been reading philosophy my whole life, so. Mm-hmm. It's philosophy until you do it. Then it's reality, right? So, right. Once I do it and experience it, then uh, you know I'll make that same mistake several times. I'm also a dreamer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also a dreamer. So, uh, one of one of my self sabotaging things that I write about a lot. Don't forget the things I'm writing. I'm it's notes to myself that right. most of you also like. Yeah. Really just it's just notes to myself. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I have been working on my whole life and and will probably continue until the last, my last breath is, is the difference between what I wish someone would be versus what they are. Like what I wish they would be versus what they show me. So like, I, 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 I sometimes conflict like, but, but I'm so nice to you. Why aren't you, you know? If I just keep being nice, but why aren't you nice to me? Why am I, you know, crossing oceans and you're not even skipping a puddle? Like why? all of those analogies, why, 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 why? And all I'm doing is arguing with reality. All I'm doing is hurting myself. Eventually, Steph, I figure it out sometimes, um, sometimes quicker than others. But that's something I'll I'll forever work on. So yes to what you're saying. I do experientially learn. Um, sometimes quicker than others. Sometimes what I wish blinds me from what's real.
1: Mm. Right. That, that goes into a, uh, oh, changing. This goes into a, uh, it, you wrote, it took me a long time to realize the difference between the people we are drawn to and the people who are good for us. And I love that. And you know, I'm just, before you go, was that, was that, that,
0: that, that was like, um, like one of the popular posts.
1: Yeah.
0: It took me a long time to realize the difference between the people we are drawn to and the people who are good for us.
1: Yes. And I I just want to say if people, you know, if people want to understand that quote more, you could just read it like the difference between the food that that I'm drawn to and the food
0: that's good for us. Like the the later (laughs) versions of my writing, the later versions (laughs) of my writing have a lot of food slash people analysis.
1: Yeah, well it's perfect.
0: Because it is true. Like it is, you know, we we talk about cravings and mm-hmm. withdrawals when it comes to chemical dependencies and food. Right. Which yeah. we'll classify as like a chemical dependency almost, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about those mechanisms of the brain craving and those cells literally craving you know that food or that chemical, if it's a if it's a, a substance, a chemical substance for substance abuse, it, it's your craving, you're literally craving it, um, just like we're literally uh, craving food. You're not craving the food, you're mm-hmm. craving the chemical substance, and so we just it's just dressed up as food, and so we recognize that. But when it's people, we we look at it differently, but. Physiologically, it's really not different. You know, it's, it's, if, if I like someone, the reason I like them is that my experience with them causes a chemical reaction that my body likes. We all have those people that, and we might even say it to them, you know, I just feel better when you're around. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We also have people who I just feel worse when you're around. (laughs) You're right. And so we know, we know these things, but. Yeah, there are some people who aren't good for us. And it doesn't matter what they look and smell like.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: aren't good for us. You know, I I think I associate pizza the most, right? So
1: So good. Pizza
0: is so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. delicious. Looks amazing, tastes amazing. <laughs> And sometimes that one slice at a time here, one slice there, Mm -hmm. you don't even notice that it's poisoning your whole body. You don't even notice it, that, that, that it'll creep up on you. And if you have it at, at low doses, it'll creep up on you over years, but that's why you get the heart attack. You know, if you don't, if you, if you eat them all right away, you'll notice right away. Oh, here comes the belly. Here comes the, the, the high blood pressure. Here comes that stuff. If you take it, Um, a lot at a time, then yeah, you'll notice it quicker, but it's slow. It's slow. You know, it's not a healthy thing to eat constantly. So, but it doesn't negate the fact that you think about it. And when you pass by it, it, it's amazing. And it almost whispers to you like, Hey, come on after all we've been through, I'm the constant since we were kids, we've been together, you know, like pizza, it it knows, it knows all your weaknesses. And so, but there are people like that. There are people who, you know, you see it instantly. Wow. This person's having a negative effect on me and my life and my health. And there are other people who, who, who don't, who don't, it's slow and slow and steady, slowly just poisoning your day to day until like, you don't, you don't even know who you are anymore, right? So yeah. it, it's, um, and it took me a, a long time to realize, for the same thing I was saying before, for, you know, wishing it wasn't so. Just like I, I could wish pizza wasn't unhealthy for me. I could wish it. I could wish cheeseburgers weren't so unhealthy. I could wish uh, Reese's peanut butter cups weren't so unhealthy for me. I could wish it all I want, but in the end of the day, they aren't and i have to choose those poisons like i would choose having you know wine you know i i it, it's a, it's a it's a delicious poison that we take at times and we like the the impact it has on us you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing is you're literally po- you're it's a controlled controlled poisoning you know and you you like the effect of it we call it getting buzzed and i'm all for it but if you have it all day every day you've got a problem and it's very very unhealthy so there are people like that too and it took me a long time to realize that. Um and, and it's still something that I wrestle with because I I I want it to not be true, Steph. But unfortunately, me wanting it to not be true doesn't really matter.
1: You know. I love I love when you when, I love whenever you bring up pizza, it always ends up talking to you.
0: It because it does. <laughs> it freaking does. Like I will have so all of my ninja skills for convert conversations like uh, I, I i literally get paid to travel the world and talk about influence right so yeah. all of those ninja skills that i have i use on myself you know <laughs> so it's like the pizza's like come on man you work out so hard oh you're in great shape dude what what <laughs> other person in their mid 40s has abs you can't have a slice of pizza mm-hmm. you work so hard you can't have a slice of- and i'm like not today satan <laughs> You know, I'm having this conversation myself. Anyone looking at me is like, this dude is arguing with himself. Did he uh, just say not today's Satan <laughs> out loud? Like, so these are these conversations that I have because it does, it hits all those spots. It hits all yeah. those spots. You know, I don't want to get fat. I don't want to feel sluggish. Well, that's right. not you. You're lovable. Mm-hmm. You're kind. If people don't love you because you have a little bit of a pizza belly, what? After all you've um. done? And I, like, it'll it'll talk me into it. And so I have to, you know, you've heard me say it a million times for all of its accolades, sometimes follow your heart is really bad advice. Mm-hmm. And so in those cases, that would be a, a, a case right there. And so, right. yeah, it does talk to me because that's, that's what happens to me. And the people listening who are laughing right now, they know that's what happens to them also. And it happens in many of the bad decisions we make, whether it's allowing pizza back into your life or allowing or allowing, you know, what's their name, back in your life. <laughs> yeah. And that's the same thing. Oh, it's not so bad. Maybe I'm being a little judgy. Maybe that's not so abnormal that they treat me that way. Maybe they're going through stuff. You know, it's all the ways in which we allow people to keep stabbing us um is is the same realization and rationalizations that that happen when pizza talks to mm-hmm.
1: me. Yeah. Is that is that what you brought up in the other the, sh- the show a couple of shows ago about the sl- slalom skier? Is that what right, yeah, thinking?
0: the, the <laughs> red flags. Yeah, it's, it's, the red flag you see, we know. Them. We yeah. know. That's why we don't tell people. Like, you know when you're mm-hmm. in a shitty relationship. And that's why you don't tell people. That's mm-hmm. why you lie about what kind of relationship you're in because you know that the second you start saying it out loud to someone, both they and you are going to realize how messed up it actually is (laughs) right and so (laughs) so you keep it quiet and Mm -hmm. and unfortunately we we, we're just learning to love ourselves enough to set those gauges and to to have the self-love enough to know that that shit's not it's just not worth it and and I don't know Steph if that comes with with be, getting older, you know, as, as, mm-hmm. as I, I lean deep into my 40s, um, that I just have less tolerance for shit that I would tolerate when I was, you know, 20, 25, 30, 35. You know, I don't. Right. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's a combination of both. I don't know. But I do know that if you're in a relationship and you can't really tell people the truth of the relationship, it, it's you, you got to figure something. You got to either fix it or... Or start planning your your exit because it's not. It, it's it, it's just gonna stay. It's gonna stay the secret that killed you. Mm-hmm. That's the way right. that I look at it. It's like, oh, I don't know why that person died, and then under the bed you find that they had a thousand Snickers bars.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it, it's like, oh, they seem like they were in good health. I don't know why their heart exploded. Oh, <laughs> under the bed there's twenty eight thousand packages of bacon. They were yes. they were sneaking bacon every chance oh. they got, you know that kind of thing. And and it's similar. It's a joke, but it's similar in relationships. Like, oh, I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. Well, what happened was they were sneaking poison in the form yeah. of relationship. You thought it was fine, but it was actually really poisonous. And yeah. uh, and they were sneaking it, and and that's what got them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: go ahead. I'm
1: checking the time here because we haven't got to any feedback. Holy cannoli. Ask one question. One you said hi. How are you,
0: Steve? <laughs> and forty-three minutes later, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the show, dude. I'm the
1: worst. No, actually, we got we we had a feedback question that asked if we could do a three-hour show.
0: I could do a three-hour show. Yeah, could you could. A you three to do a three-hour show? Whoa. A three-hour show. That's a play on Gilligan's Easy Island. Easy Gilligan. Oh, you knew. Easy
1: <laughs> Gilligan. <laughs>
0: Um, I could do a three-hour show, but I, 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 it would have to be a really interesting topic. Um, Steph, yeah. Steph knows something that many of you don't. I get sick of hearing myself speak really, really quickly, so um, which is why I stopped doing the podcast. You know, we we did it for years, and then I stopped for like yeah. a year, and then we did it again for a year, and then I stopped a year. I get sick of it. Um, yeah. And since I don't, I since I don't do, you know, I'm not it's just a conversation. It's not really pushing any events or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just no. do it when I feel like it. So, um, I could do it. It'd have to be a great topic and, um, maybe it's something we can consider doing. Maybe if we bring on other guests, you know, do it on like zoom, like everyone else is doing, maybe something like that, but it would have to yeah. be, it would have to be an interesting topic to, to keep me sitting for, for three hours. It's, it's imagine <laughs> yeah. sitting through a three hour movie, like, it would have to be uh, incredible for me to sit through it.
1: Yeah. Do Piece we have feedback? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh okay. Well, Joyce Spencer, she says, I would love to hear the sh- I would love to hear the show you talk about doing with all the different types of people and how you characterize them and the names you have for them. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> the types of people to avoid well we were going to do a show on the types of people to avoid but that was like last summer
0: (laughs) etch a sketch and all that
1: yeah but that's a bit
0: so hey Joyce so that's a bit like that's a so in my like and and poor Steph hears all this and and I'm gonna have to bore you with it for a second Steph again but so Joyce over the, over the several years, like, so I, I don't do a lot of public talks. Most of my talks are business talks and I'm hired by companies to come make them, make them bigger and stronger, you know, focus, Mm -hmm. refine, improve, enhance, you know, executives and that kind of stuff and help them grow. Right. The public talks I do on occasion, I, I pick, you know, some organizations that are having an event. And if I like the organization or the organization's leaders, then I'll, I'll go and do an event at those events. It's mostly, it's almost a stand-up comedy routine. It's like it's almost a stand-up comedy it routine is. mixed in <laughs> with inspirational stuff. Yeah. And, and so, with these types of people, the Etch a Sketch, the Titanic, there's actually a bit that goes with it where I talk about it and that kind of stuff. So maybe we'll do that on a uh, a video show or something like that. But it's really, it's almost like acted out. It's almost more powerful acted out than it is. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Steph, we should, we should make note of that and maybe just do like a, a rough example of, of the, the types of people to mm-hmm. avoid.
1: Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see here. So dashi says, I imagine you I imagine jujitsu has given you affirmations of what you all of what you already think, but what have. But what have been the aha moments from it? Those disciplines connecting mind, body, spirit, plus the people around. What a combo.
0: Um, well, jujitsu has been, first of all, I miss jujitsu. I can't even express. Oh. If, if, if you guys see extra, some new love stuff where I'm talking about my undying love and how I can barely breathe without you in my life, and you're, and you're all melting because you're writing like, whoever that woman is, is so lucky. It's actually <laughs> jujitsu I'm talking about.
1: I It would be,
0: it would be actually jujitsu that I'd so be talking true. about. Jujitsu was, it was, and I say was, because I can't do it right now for obvious reasons. Um, but it's, uh, do I learn a lot? I, I come in contact with a lot, Dashi. I come in contact with the there's no bullshit there. You mm-hmm. train hard and you win or you lose. But in practice, you know, the competitions are one thing, and I'm I'm so fortunate that um that I trained the best schools and best trainers and best teammates in the world, and that that in a very short amount of time I was able to to capture a world championship, and I'm really grateful for that. But along the way in those training rooms, in those, in those moments. Yeah. I come in contact with a lot of my own stuff, a lot of times to, to live what I preach, you know, and and, and it wasn't just jujitsu years ago when I first started my weight loss journey. Um, my dear friend, Jenny was, was one who, you know, when I was gasping for air in the middle of a workout with her, she'd, she would talk to me in my ear and say, Hey, Steve, this is tough. You're going to keep at it. You know, he, this is when you have the opportunity to live what you tell everyone else to live. And and she's right. And, and it does grant you that opportunity. Life will give you the opportunity to practice what you preach. And jujitsu is another one that continues to do that. So it's, it's, I get to write. You hear me when I, when I attack like the guru mindsets, because they, a lot of the gurus are out there teaching you things that they don't do. They're talking to you. you have, you have you know, people teaching millionaire courses, but the guru's a thousandaire. Like how is Mm -hmm. a thousandaire teaching a, how are you giving me a map to a place you've never been? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so one of the things that I love about jujitsu is it gives you the opportunity to practice what you preach and to be in those situations, sometimes literally being strangled. Uh, and what's your mindset doing and how's your training and how is your, how's that gas tank? How is, you know, there, there is no line. You can't you can't fluff anything. You, you can only train really hard. And if you want to increase your endurance so that you can perform better longer, then you have to train harder. There is no cheat. You can only mm-hmm. do that. If you want to learn a technique to be more smooth, then you got to drill, 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 drill. There is no, there, there is not a thing. Another money could buy you. There is nothing you have to put in the work. And so I love that. And, and it's, it's more for me than, than, um, than, than therapy. It's more than sport. It's more than camaraderie. Um, it's, it's a way of life for me because jujitsu is, is high consequence, high stress, um, problem solving. And, and I love that and life, my life, I don't know about your life, everybody, but my life it seems to be the better you are problem solving, the more efficient you're going to get through it. So uh, it's incredibly grateful I'm incredibly grateful to to have undertaken jujitsu and and hope to get back at it and, and never stop again.
1: Yeah. And then we're going to lose all the poetry posts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I'll either have to fall in love or go back to jujitsu. One, one of those <laughs> things.
1: All right. Uh, all right. So Charmaine says, how to get how to get back my bravery, risk taking passion, deciding who I am today. I'm 66 and had a full life with huge leaps that fell away several years ago. I feel flat, unauthentic these days. Is it too late to get back?
0: First of all, it's too late if you say you're 66 and have had a full life. Your shit ain't over. That's it. It's not over. Are you kidding? That's not sixty six. Isn't first of all what sixty six was before. Second, you're you're writing in the reason you're writing in is because you know it's not over. The reason you're writing in is because you know it's not too late. You know, I I can't. I I, I can't. Count the amount of times you know that 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 idea of there's a finite anything. I, I tell you guys all the time. I feel like I'm just starting, and I'm in my mid forties, and I'm I'm just now figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. I don't think so. Now I just mentioned jujitsu, Charmaine. Some of the professors in there, who are incredible and impact the world not only in jiu-jitsu, but philosophy and help and health are in their mid-60s as well. One of my friends, who I do a, 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 a another podcast with, who's an encyclopedia of fighting and fight history, and he's the go-to for fighters who want to become go from contenders to champion, famous for his brilliance in combat sports, is in his 60s. And still just getting started. I can't even tell you the amount of people, like the amount of times. So all the times that I would, that I would volunteer at places, whether it be the VA or just know people, you know, I've spent 20 years just talking to people for a living. So I can't count the amount of times an older person has told me, oh man, you've got your whole life ahead of you. (laughs) So of course uh, it's, you you hear those words, and I know that they're intended to to provide a, you know comforting advice when someone says that to me. But I can't help uh, but feel sometimes that that older person is latently latently implying that they that they don't, as if they're saying you know I'm too old, but you've got your whole life ahead of you. And here's the thing, uh, even if you feel Charmaine like your glory days have passed. The the truth is, no matter how old you are, not just 66, no matter how old you are, any of you out there, your life isn't behind you. Your memories are behind you. Your life is always ahead of you. So just like people would say, oh, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Guess what? So do you. We all do. That's the only thing we have ahead of us. Your life isn't behind you. Your memories are behind you. Take them, keep them, enjoy them. They're beautiful. Clean them up, brush them up. Like Bob Ross, add a little bird here, make it a little tree. Do whatever you got to do. Keep those memories beautiful. But your life is ahead of you. From this moment right now, you have just as much opportunity as anybody else to make a decision and take action to propel you towards the life you want. So Charmaine, it's not too late. Whatever fell away, fell away. You can feel flat, but it doesn't mean you have to be flat. You could feel unauthentic. It doesn't mean you have to be unauthentic. You can make a decision today. That will propel you towards the life you want. You can choose to do that just like everybody on earth can choose to do that. And not one person on earth can go back to live a day that has already passed. People think they're my life's behind me. No, your memories are behind you. Your life is always ahead of you. Determine the direction. You don't have to have a specific goal when you're just getting started. Determine the direction. And take if, even a step in that direction. And the universe will remind you that not only is it not too late, but it's just on time.
1: And there you go.
0: <laughs> Did I kill you,
1: Steph? <gasps> no. Right. You didn't kill me. That was awesome. <laughs>
0: what, what else we got? We're leaning on like an hour. And I don't want to bore right. everyone.
1: We got. Story time with Steve what yep, oh, that's so awesome story time
0: what is the story time with Steve today? all
1: right, so I sent you empty your cup,
0: Bruce Lee yep, so i'm I'm going do you mind if i story time with Steve is really Steve Reed's to be quite honest to me, it makes so much because i I know we've had this conversation before. Calling it story time with Steve is like, hey, Steve's going to tell us a story. But the reality of it is I'm going to read something that people like, like a longer piece.
1: So it's really just
0: Steve reads.
1: Yes, but it's called story time with Steve because that's what you called it.
0: Oh, I guess that makes sense.
1: You're like, what are we going to call this? Storytime with Steve?
0: All right. So I'm going to... So, and then and then, it stuck. And
1: and then, then it's stuck. Said, oh, and then it's stuck. And now Stevie. I keep
0: wanting to call it Steve Reeds. But today they are going to get a story with it. Yes. So because... And now it's time for Steve Reed. I'm sorry. <laughs> now it's time for story time with Steve. So <laughs> empty your cup. I see it here. Thank you so much. Empty your cup is... Um, from one of the books, I don't know which one, but it's, I've been telling it since I was in my twenties. So it's, it was, uh, I read this story. It was in this, in the, in this book. Um, I want to say it was, it was, um, Zen in the martial arts. It's this little book. Um, I think it was, I want to say it was like Ed Parker who wrote it. One of Bruce Lee's students, but I would use this story, Steph, because I was 20, let's say 24 I was 24 when I started to first get like some, some really good business uh, jobs in the sense of going in and doing business coaching. Now, when you're going to a company, let's say Wall Street, it was very big on Wall Street. Um, my approach to personal growth was really big on Wall Street because I have a very gauged analytical approach.
1: Mm-hmm. The problem
0: was I was 24, And some of the people working at those firms had children who were my age. Some of them had children who were older than me. Some of them had been working at that firm since I was in diapers. So it was really tough for me to go in there and have, you know, people who are, you know, think 24 years old. If they were double my age, they'd be 48, you know, only a few years older than I am now. So think about that. So I was like a child to them. And and imagine when your boss says, okay, so we have this child coming in today, who's going to tell you how to live life. <laughs> and so you are honestly, you're going to be, I, that was at my age was something I had to overcome. I knew if they would just listen to me, they'd be like, oh, all right, this kid knows what he's talking about. This guy has got some wisdom and he's got some good, uh, some good philosophies and practical ideas for navigating business success. But I first had to overcome what I knew would be, as they call the elephant in the room, the fact that I am the age of their children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I would tell this empty your cup story. And, and the, the story is, of course, one of my favorites. It concerns famed martial artist Bruce Lee. And his desire to be trained by a local ma- master. So at the time, Bruce had extensive fight experience and a background in martial arts training. And, and he, he he approached the master. And, and of course, after making all the customary bows, and he asked him to be his teacher. And of course at the time, Bruce began to talk about his experiences and rambled on and on about the many fights he had won. And the master listened patiently and, and and then began to make tea. When it was ready, he, he poured the tea into Bruce's cup. And as, as Bruce watched the cup slowly filled and until it began to overflow, right. And Bruce is still talking about, oh, I won this and I won that. And, I know this. Uh, and as Bruce watched the cup was slowly fill and began to overflow and First onto the table and then onto the floor. And Bruce is trying to be respectful. And he he couldn't hold it in any longer. And he goes, stop, stop, you know, the cup's full. You you can't get any more in there. Don't you see this? And the master stopped pouring and said, yeah, and you are like this cup. You're so full of your own ideas and opinions. You come asking for my teaching, but your cup is full. I can't put anything in it. Before I can teach you, you will have to empty your cup. Now, now for me, this, that, that has always been an interesting story. And the reason it was a story I would tell um, the people on Wall Street and the companies I would go to and the executives I would, I would coach is because that, that's true about so much. When we're talking at the beginning of the show about uh, spiritual ideas, religious ideas, ghost ideas, whether we went to the moon or not ideas, what did I say? I'm not even that attached to my own. I'm always willing mm. to empty my cup. I find it fascinating. So this old story, it's, you know, it's an old story and it's retold through generation, but it continues to play out in our day-to-day lives. We are so enamored with with our own ideas and opinions. We're so strapped by our conditioning that we fill ourselves to the brim and nothing can get in. You see this in politics for sure. Mm-hmm. Empty your cup. Throughout my own life, I've noticed that, that I've had to empty my cup. What, haven't you noticed this? I, I've noticed that in our own lives, we, we get in our own way because we think we're the experts at something. Because of this, we become judges instead of analyzers. We, we become filled with our own ideas, judgments, and opinions. And it keeps us from learning and processing new information. If you allow it, life can be very interesting and dynamic and it could be this process of learning. It's a journey, right? It's a, it's a process that prevents us with new stimulus every single day. It's new ideas every single day, new occurrences every single day. We just have to be open to receive it, open to see it. We have to have this empty cup. If you're in a relationship, there are new dynamics that reveal themselves every day. The good news is you have the capacity to experience all of it or most of it. The bad news is you very rarely will because your cup is so full of from past experiences. Remember what I said about bleeding on people who didn't cut you. Past dramas, past labels, past truths that have rendered you incapable Of being open to new dynamics and new stimulus of your life and your journey. How would your life be different? How would it benefit from emptying your cup right now? Emptying your cup from past relationships, from past dramas. Emptying your cup from past betrayals, from your past judgments. Imagine how your life could benefit from this. Empty your cup. Empty your cup of the idea that you're not in charge of your life. Empty your cup of the idea that you can't change the world around you. Empty your cup of the idea that you are powerless to refine and improve your life. Empty your cup of those habits, ideas, and philosophies that hinder your ability to experience, to learn, and to enjoy all the new dynamics this journey reveals to you. Empty your cup. And that was an <laughs> episode of Steve <laughs> Reed. I'm sorry. Of stories with Steve. What was it?
1: <laughs> Sto- well, Sto- it's story time with Steve. Steve but... Wait, what?
0: Story time was. And that was an episode of story time with Steve.
1: That was. It was really nope. good. Great, Thanks. Great segment.
0: Thanks. I wrote it. And so <laughs> No, that was good. I forgot about that. I've been telling that yeah. seriously. I have been telling that story since um, probably, let's say, 1999. You were like in elementary school when I was telling <laughs> that story on Wall Street. Yeah. And so it's that's how long I've been telling that story. I love that story. Um, It's uh, it really is how you engage with people, how you how you talk about things. And it's when I mentioned before where I was saying how, you know, I've lost friends over religious discussion, that kind of stuff. It's Mm because their cup was full. I've never unfriended somebody in that sense, you know, um, because of their religious beliefs. That's mm-hmm. because my cup's empty when it comes. to that. I think it's beautiful. I would have the conversations in a historical sense, but never in a, you know, you have to believe this. I, I don't, I don't, I've never cared or judged how someone believes. Um, the only time I think it sucks is when it, when your belief makes you hate someone just yeah. because your belief told you to that kind of stuff. I'm not into yeah. and I, I tend to not be friends with people like that. Not because of that reason, but because of someone who allows that in their life, it permeates into the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So it just that kind of mindset kind of goes uh, everywhere else. And so uh, those I, I just don't tend to get along with or get on with those kind of people. But uh, mm-hmm. empty your cup, definitely. Imagine how many outdated ideas we have. How many how many uh, things that we're holding on to that are that we're only holding on to because we never really thought of, you know, that we never really considered. Um, and, and when we take a look at these ideas that we've held, that we've considered that, that we've never really considered when we free ourselves from the limitations of those ideas, we learn things and we create the space for new ideas. We create the space for new conversation. We create the space for new experiences. And, um, to me, that's what, that's what life is about. I've never, I've unfortunately been by the side of many people who were on their deathbed and um, never once, of all those people, never once, Steph, not one single time did someone say, you know, I'm really glad that I didn't allow any new information in my life and I didn't take (laughs) any chances and I only stuck to what I knew and tried my best not to learn anything uh, I've never once. It's always the opposite. Always the opposite. Whether it comes in the form of regret. I wish I would have experienced more. I wish I would have closed so many doors. I wish I wouldn't have been so blind in my allegiance. All of those things. Um, but but never, never the opposite. Never people who are glad that they put themselves in a belief cage.
1: Mm-hmm belief cage
0: a belief cage you know it's that it's that prison I know I've said this before a lot of times beliefs are are, are like prisons but it's it's worse than prison because in, at least in prison you can see the bars and mm. your ideas and your beliefs and your um your your thought process that fill those this cup sometimes they put you in a cage and you don't realize it
1: oh right yep And so it just
0: just limits you so much and Mm -hmm. it limits you, it limits your life. And, and now we, that we understand the cognitive sciences more, we realize it literally limits what you see. Yeah. And, uh, no thanks. Like I said, I don't know where I'll be a hundred years from now. Uh, It'll be wherever I was a hundred years ago, but I do know that I'm here now. Um, and I'm going to experience it. The length, depth and breadth of everything this human experience has to offer I'm gonna experience it, and I'm gonna experience it with an empty cup and a full heart, and that's what I'm gonna do.
1: Empty your cup. Hey, Thanks Steph, thank you so them. much
0: for doing this. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. You could check out, um, uh, f- check me out on social media. I'm pretty findable, fella. Just make sure that you you deal with the sites that have a uh, blue verified check mark. Those are the only ones that are us, um, and uh, anything that is not us. Uh, don't engage with it or just engage with it knowing it's not me. So when you get a random message, that's like, Hey, it depends. Sometimes they're super creepy. They're like, Hey, pretty fan. I wanted to create a separate uh, page just so I can interact with my fans. Like, Hey, that's not me. I am not sending you a message. There's not a chance I'm initiating a message with you. We will respond to messages you send but if you get a, hi, how's it going from me, that shit is not me. I will not do that. And um, and if you're interacting with a page that says it's my page, but it does not have a blue verified checkmark, um, then it's not us. So be careful.
1: Be careful. Did you see that? Did you see the latest one of the Photoshop verified check mark on the photo?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's on the photo. So because we keep saying the blue verified check mark, So it's so funny because our the the imposters, the imposters listen to the show. How yeah, <laughs> they must. So but yeah, so just make sure it's yes. one of our pages. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that the blue verified check mark is, is, is on the page, not on the photo <laughs> and, right. uh, and you know, have fun again. I won't initiate a conversation with you. I won't try and sell you a book or a program or give you VIP seats to an event. Like it's never going to happen mm-hmm. through our pages. That's just not me. It's never been me. It's never going to be me. And so if anything like that is, it's not me. Uh, also please share the show. Uh, If you find something that you like on this show, something resonates with you, probably going to resonate with somebody in your circle. Just share it and let them decide if I bore them or not. But uh, I really appreciate all of you who participate and listen. Uh, Please, please uh, stay safe out there. And until we see you again, thank you again, Steph. Folks, this is the Steve Maraboli podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. We'll catch you next time.